0: it's the friendly fire show episode 151 for the start of may 2020 i'm your co-host steve from survivor
1: i'm ben from survivor
0: and we are us um we're, i'm still not used to podcasting i'm going to be honest you think we'd be doing this more often considering mm-hmm. we're locked in the house but well, we
1: have done 150 episodes and you're not used to it yet so i don't think it's going to happen for you mate
0: well we take big breaks between them like That's i don't know how true. long it was between the last one Only a few
1: weeks. I don't think we had to mention it this week. It's been so recent comparative to what we normally do. We could have just gone through seamlessly. It's just a normal episode. Well,
0: see, I'm not used to podcasting, clearly. Yeah, clearly. All right. (laughs) Um, Let's get into the nitty gritty. Uh, I guess it'll be reviews slash games. We've been playing Steve edition because I don't know if you've played anything new. Or I haven't played
1: anything new, so we're just talking about what you're playing. And I've just written down five non-game related questions to ask you about your gaming history, so that I can talk about something. You're still going to talk, but you know, I'm
0: okay. These
1: questions. That's do you Q-A want to start? Steve later. Do we'll you want do that to... after that? I'll All you, right. Yeah. Talk about what you've been playing first.
0: So there's two turn based games that I will sandwich uh, between a Melbourne created, overcooked esque co op game that I played wholly solo. Uh, called Moving Out, mm. where you On Game Pass, things. I believe. It is on Game Pass. It was a surprise. We didn't know about it until it actually came out, and it was on Game Pass. But I suppose the people doing PR in Australia for the game basically do the PR for physical copies, so I don't know if they were too keen on maybe spilling the beans about a digital game being free-to-use subscribers of a very popular service. But anyway, um, we'll get to that in a minute because I don't want to do turn-based strategy times two. So we'll do the first one, which came out first. It's uh, XCOM Chimera Squad, um, which is a game that was announced and released like a week or two later, uh, conveniently enough for, for Axis and 2K, like three or four days before splash damage in the Coalition's Gears Tactics. Um So if Gears Tactics is like the the big-budget AAA game, Chimera Squad was like the made-on-a-shoestring-budget kind of game. Um, But it's still really good. It's by Firaxis, the people who handle the XCOM uh, franchise. Uh, Super cut down. Uh, It's it's basically um, level after level where you breach into the map, and sometimes that means you get to strategize and position your team of four in different entry points and breaking through windows or like the, the skylight above the enemies to try to like get a tactical advantage. Uh, And sometimes you just breach onto a highway in the same place that you would have started if you just walked onto the highway. Um, And then from there, it's just kind of classic XCOM uh, different characters with different abilities, um, snipers, assaults and whatnot. Um, But the kind of cool thing is it's, it's like a side game set after the events of uh, XCOM 2 so it's not just like a human based squad of agents. It's like all the aliens under the rainbow. So you get to control one of those cool vipers that can like use a tongue and like grab someone from across the map and then wrap yourself around them to uh, slowly crush them to death. Uh, there's an Australian voiced character. Uh, and I guess like she's an Australian alien called Zephyr, who's basically just a tank and all she can do is Malay people. And she's kind of fun to play. Um, if you like XCOM you will like this. It's super cheap. I think it's still like 15 bucks right now on Steam and it goes to something a little bit higher in a couple days. Um, super fun. Sometimes looks like it was made in 2 days on a budget of 5 bucks, but on the whole it's pretty polished and and uh enjoyable. And I think I have nothing else to say about it unless you have questions. I don't on XCOM. We can move along to Gears Tactics if you'd like. Well, I was going to not do two turn-based, but I can if you'd like because really it's hard not to talk about both these games at once because they came out like within days and they're both turn-based strategy. So Gears Tactics is by Splash Damage um, with some help from the Coalition who are like the, the Gears Guardians. Uh, and it's surprisingly good. It's... Um, far more robust and has a lot more systems than Chimera Squad does. It's it's comparable in systems to like a, a traditional XCOM or XCOM 2. Um, and I think the thing that surprised me the most is how well the gears universe and gameplay kind of transitions to a turn-based strategy title. Um, so you have four different kind of classes of characters, uh, sniper, support, vanguard, heavy there's probably more actually and then they have four subclasses that you can kind of put points into and and spec you know support characters in four different ways and snipers in four different ways Um, so you know like you have sniper rifles which you would like long shots that you'd use to you know like decapitate bosses uh, or mini bosses if you're playing traditional gears You've got um, retro chainsaws. Nope, retro lancers. Sorry, and chainsaw lancers. Um, and they play parts in different executions that you can do. Um, frag grenades are kind of timed um, on a cooldown of like five or six turns, so they're important for you know clearing swaths, uh, swaths of enemies. But you know you, you can't use it again for a while. They're also used to close emergence holes, which pop out of the ground. Um, ask me questions because I feel like I'm just babbling at this point.
1: Well, this is on Game Pass, so I actually, we will play this if it can run on my laptop, which it probably won't, but it's coming to console, <laughs> is it?
0: Yeah, it's, it's uh, Game Pass for PC right now and optimized yeah. for PC, and you can't use a controller with it right now. Um, and eventually it will come to Xbox Game Pass for console and Xbox One. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of time it for the end of the year and maybe just put it out on Series X instead. Probably.
1: All I heard from you while you were uh, playing this is you said the second boss, I think, was really frustrating. So how Uh did you go there?
0: So it's a giant corpser, like the spidery thing. um, Giant spidery thing. The boss before that's like the Brumac, the really big like giant I don't know how to describe these things. You know, boss looking thing. Uh, The Brumac was annoying because it had you have enemies kind of drop in from the sky. You have the Corpser which has like area of effect um, paths along the ground where it will like slam its arms down and kill you and emergence holes are popping out of the ground so you have to avoid enemies that are falling from the sky and coming up from the ground you have to avoid the arms that are flailing Um, if you get too close to an emergence hole it'll knock you back and sometimes it knocks you back into the Corpser's path of destruction and I wish that you could just throw a grenade at an emergence hole that was popping up like you could in the real game, but you have to wait till it actually opens and bad guys pour out of it before you can do anything about it. So that's the only kind of um, encounter where it's, it's almost more luck-based than strategy because you just have to have kind of everything happen to fall in line in the way that suits you. Otherwise, you just get destroyed. Um, mm. But once you get past it again, it's fun, and there's lots of different kind of variations and missions. Um, there's side missions that you can kind of pick and choose what you want to do. Um, so you can go and like scavenge for supplies, or go and save humans who have been, you know, trapped in locust torture uh, chambers and uh, stuff like that. It's set like way back in the past, and the protagonist is um, Kate's Kate Diaz's father. Kate being the protagonist in in Gears four and five. Um, and largely the, the story is pretty forgettable, but like, I don't know if anybody really is getting into Gears for its a narrative. You're probably just getting into it for chainsaws and bloody executions and, and the like. So if you like turn-based strategy, you will like Gears Tactics. And if you like Gears, you will like Gears Tactics.
1: Well, I like Gears, but I do not like turn-based strategy. So <laughs> 50-50 for me. Having said that, is it on Game Pass? So I will try it. Otherwise, I definitely wouldn't have I think that's what happened with me in Halo Wars. I just had no interest in it, and uh, I never tried it. So maybe I would have liked it had it been available on a subscription service at the time.
0: I like Tactics better than Halo Wars, I think, just because Halo Wars has a lot of vehicles, and it's a little bit chaotic. And I I couldn't honestly tell you anymore if it's real-time or turn-based, but I think I like turn-based better. So there you go.
1: Well, let's move along to moving out, shall we? Yeah, uh, good segue. <laughs> <laughs> we used to do good segues, not so much anymore. I've heard good on. things. All I've heard is good things.
0: It's super good once you get past the just ridiculously shitty achievement gamer score allocation. With like, it's it starts you on a one gamer score uh, achievement, which just immediately threw me off. Um, yeah, so I'm know, not playing it for that reason. It well, and looks- it's. It, it,
1: How easy is it to level it out without playing the whole
0: game? So there's two sets of odd well not odd You know, there's two sets of wonky ending achievements so you can get two pretty easily to sort yourself out and end with a five or zero again. Um, One of them is tied to 111% game completion and the other one is getting a hidden collectible in each of the levels, which isn't too bad it's the 111% one that can maybe throw people off. Um, I played with Uh, my husband before the game was released and it didn't allocate achievements to your co-couch co-op players even if they were signed in so that kind of also made me super angry because we're kind of that household that if we play a video game together we're both playing to get achievements and also you know play with each other and support each other in our, our gaming endeavors um So Matt was mad first that he didn't get achievements. And then he started laughing at me because I got the one gamer score achievement and he knew how much that pisses me off. So uh, we stopped playing, moving out together after that to maybe save our marriage. Um, So that you don't have to move out. Exactly. Precisely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they say that the achievements are fine, but I have like this pre-release, you know, pre-patch game save. So I, can't get one of the achievements because it just does not recognize that I finished the last of the optional objectives that I have. Um, It glitched though. So thankfully I got the 111% achievement, even though I have 110% because the extra 1% is tied to the broken objective that I can't complete. So I would have lost my mind if... I had gotten all the hidden consoles for 64 gamer score and then couldn't get the last achievement to put myself back to a normal number. Anyway.
1: Sidebar on achievements. Yeah. Uh, I was playing Dragon Ball Kakarot this morning. I'm about 20 hours in or 25 or something. And my internet was down, unbeknown to me. It's gone down twice today. So hopefully this podcast can continue. But uh, So I wasn't on Xbox Live, kept playing the game. And the story-based achievements in that, there's like one every five hours or so. They're not very common. Mm. I got past the area where I should have got an achievement. didn't pop. I realized I wasn't online. Connected again to Xbox Live. Closed the game. Reopened it. It did not pop. I'm starting to think this achievement's not going to happen. And I'm not happy about that.
0: Ooh. With ones like that, hopefully, like randomly in the next couple of days, as you're doing something completely unrelated, it might just like throw up on the screen.
1: Hopefully. Mm, if it doesn't, I can't redo it because it's towards the end of the game. So not happy with that xbox
0: not happy indeed i don't blame you that sucks dude yeah no never mind well achievements aside moving out is really really fun um there are a whole bunch of kind of like 80s based um levels like there's one called jerry's apartment and it's meant to you know be like seinfeld doo, 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 doo. um and there's like references to the ninja turtles and stuff so it's like kind of crazy and Wacky, And if you've played something like an Overcooked before, it's the same kind of idea where you're meant to have a whole bunch of people, up to four, um, playing to, you know, cause chaos as much as you are to meet the objectives. Uh, It's only couch co-op multiplayer, uh, randomly, not uh, over the internet. So if you are getting this, it's because you're in self-isolation and kind of having the intent to play with people in your house. Um, Otherwise you can set the assist modes on to cater to a one person playthrough. And that's exactly what I did through the entire review process. Um, And it basically just makes things lighter and easier for one person to manage rather than needing like two people to carry a couch on each, like one on each end. You can just kind of carry it by yourself. And the idea behind
1: accessibility for a, if you're playing in a household of people who are not necessarily uh, as into games as us, how much do you need to know to be able to pick this up and play it? Because we've tried to play like snipper clips, that type of thing. And the controller gets thrown at the screen. It's just too complicated.
0: So you use the left joystick to move around. You use the uh, left trigger to hold on to things. And then you let go of the left trigger to release. You can also jump with the A button and throw things with the X button. And that's about as complicated as the controls get. Hmm. So there is a little bit of platforming here and there that might throw some people off who aren't, great with stuff but otherwise it's pretty good um and the assist mode kind of lets you do a whole bunch of other things like skip levels if you're struggling to do something you know you can just go to the next one if you want to um and makes things lighter and all the stuff i was saying before and it was kind of set up in mind with parents with like little kids who want to feel like they're helping and contributing but can't really do a lot so they can grab a controller and kind of fluff about and the parent can really do all the heavy lifting (laughs) pun definitely intended there um so it's pretty good it's there's 30 levels there's probably like 10 or 20 extra side little levels and they're planning on releasing this kind of content that is more like arcadey style just get from a to b um style uh mm-hmm. encounters so it's it's super good especially because you know everything that we've talked about bar xcom today is on game pass if you have an Xbox or a PC in this case, cause it's on um, it's on both moving out. Um, if you don't mind the random gamer score, you can download it for free with your subscription. Of course, give it a try. And if you hate it, you just stop playing it. So, it's, uh, it's hard to argue these games appeal, especially in light of those circumstances.
1: Oh, and It's a good time to launch on game pass too, with everyone at home and having nothing to do. So <laughs> I imagine they'll get widespread audiences.
0: Yeah. Well, and there's like nothing coming out of, of note in May. So mm, correct. You've got a lot of time to play some stuff that's come out in the last couple of weeks. Yes, indeed. How was that for Steve's things that he's played segment? Uh,
1: well, yeah, you played all the stuff, which I didn't really want to play moving out. sounds good, but that achievement has thrown me off. I'm not going to do it. Hmm. Or I could play on a second gamer's card, but look, it's getting too complicated. Just don't put in a one gamer score achievement to open your game.
0: Well, the second, what's the other one? I can't remember now. I'm looking now because it's going to drive me nuts. I think it's for like breaking windows or something. Ah, okay. So um, you'd have to probably get like 15 levels in or so because there's a 69 gamer score achievement for not slapping ghosts. And there's probably only ghosts in like four of the levels, but you have to like, complete level one to get to two and two to get to three. So you have to kind of work your way up to not hit any of the ghosts that get your way. Um, so it's not too hard to get 70 out of the two achievements, but it'll, it'll take a little bit of play. And then the other two, as long as you don't collect all the hidden consoles, um, that's the other weird one. And like I said before, the the fourth one, which would pair with the console achievement is for finishing 111%. So on the whole, they're not too bad. I just wish people wouldn't do stupid achievements like that. Like, it's not funny. I'm like agree. having a gamer score at 69 gamer scores like, <sighs> but like, who cares? Just make it 65, make the other one five. You're done. Yeah, anyway, that's do. me whinging about the stuff I've been whinging about for years. Let's talk about news. Unless you want to ask me your weird, not weird, sorry. That's a judgment that I oh, didn't mean right. to make. I forgot I was going to do this.
1: Uh, <laughs> here we go. I wrote them down on a scrap bit of paper. Let's do so getting let's to know this. Right. I did this when we began because we had no <laughs> content. We ended up getting a run sheet, so we didn't need this.
0: Uh, let's do it anyway. I'm sorry. happy to skip it if you want. That's cool. Now uh, we can do no, it. No.
1: They're all game related. So uh, I think I know what was your first console. I think I know what that is. This is not the question. I just want to know.
0: I think it was a NES. A NES I feel okay. like, and, oh, unless like a Commodore 64 counts because I definitely had a Commodore 64 at no. home. It's always hard to remember back. So you were
1: starting in the NES days uh, with the console launch about to happen soon. What was the
0: first console you got at launch? Ooh. Man, m- oh, I think it might have been an Xbox One. Because mm. I didn't get, a NES when it came out. I definitely didn't get a Genesis when it came out. I w- was moving to Australia, so I almost had an Xbox at launch, but I didn't. Oh, man. and then I bought a. Wii- oh, I might have bought a Wii U or a Wii. Sorry, at launch.
1: Maybe oh, a Wii. Yeah, Two thousand and six. Wii.
0: Yeah, that's really bad, eh?
1: It's the same for me, actually. I got a Wii as my first console, and uh, yeah, I would have had then Wii U as a second one. So oh yeah. that's surprising. Yeah, you didn't have an Xbox as your, your first day one console, but you no. did get the day one edition.
0: Unless the Xbox 360 Slim counts or something, and I got that on launch day.
1: Mm, no, I don't think that counts. I don't think that counts either. But that's And yet now, you're having all the platforms. How things yeah. change.
0: Xbox One, PS4, Switch.
1: Yeah. All over it. yeah. Uh, for some reason, I was thinking about this for myself the other day. What was that game when you were in maybe primary or high school that everyone talked about for ages? What was that for you? Uh,
0: Resident Evil or and or Resident Evil 2. Because we used to go to my... There's like four of us. and We used to go and hang out at the house of the friend who had parents who bought him anything he wanted. Um, so he had... A pl- oh, no, I didn't have a PlayStation at launch. Um, he had a PlayStation at launch, and he had all the games that came with it. And I think we started getting into Resident Evil just as Resident Evil 2 is about to come out. So we would all just go and watch one person play Resident Evil for hours and hours and hours. And that's all we would talk about. And then probably like Mortal Kombat 2 came out on console around then too. And we used to just have sleepovers and play that all night.
1: Hmm. So there's a theme here, definitely, of Resident Evil. You're back there, Resident Evil Two and Three, both recently coming back. Hmm. Um, but it seems to be more common that you used to just watch someone else play a game. Like I don't know, I know we would do that on Twitch now. I guess that's the evolution. You don't go to someone's house and watch them play; you watch them online.
0: I guess it is. And I always thought that little kids were kind of weird for doing that now, but I suppose that's exactly what I did as a kid. Especially yes. when you put your mind back and, like, I didn't play Resident Evil at my house. Because I didn't have, one, a PlayStation at the time, and two, probably money to buy the game at the time, and three, I didn't have parents who I could whinge and pester to get things like that, because they would have just slapped me upside the head. In a nice, respectable, don't, you know, think ill of my parents kind of way, of course. But I guess that's what kids on Twitch are doing. They can't afford the game. That's the next best thing. Is that right? Yeah. I think so. Look at us.
1: We've just figured something out. The (laughs) old version we used to do and the new kid version today, yeah.
0: And that all said, get off my lawn, et cetera.
1: I'm old. Well, I think a lot of people, like, you know, you just said you didn't have a PlayStation. Uh, This goes to the news if we jump ahead slightly. People are talking about having a different version of the Xbox Series X. We think that's ridiculous because we just want to have the best console, but kids often can't afford it and they don't care about having the latest thing. Yeah. So you kind of forget that, you know, when you're a kid, you often were a console generation behind and you had that one friend who had the new one and you never even thought about, I'm going to get that myself because it was just not obtainable. But that's just how you lived.
0: Now, here's a question for you then. Yes. And like, it's not to say that you have children right now, but did your parents have like a cons Did you have consoles in your house growing up?
1: Uh. Not until I asked for one. So okay. I think I've got a Game Boy and then a Nintendo 64 when I was maybe 11.
0: So your parents weren't video game players?
1: No, my, I had an uncle with a PlayStation and that was, you know, I'd go and play that at his house, but that was about it.
0: Now, do you think the world has changed and that there are more people who would buy consoles as adults whose children would have the benefit of just being able to play those because they're already in the house?
1: Well, absolutely. You know, in our houses, definitely, uh, you know, you come to either of our houses, you get two Xboxes and a PlayStation and a Switch. So uh, we're probably not the average case here. But mm. I think, yeah, I think people, you know, buy it, especially when they come down super cheap at the end of a generation. What's this Xbox One S now costs about 200 bucks or something? Yeah. I think people just think, oh, yeah, that's a good Christmas present or even just for themselves to think, you know, I want to play one or two games, I'll get it. So... Yeah, and absolutely.
0: It, it, likely, it likely starts out as like a DVD player or a Blu-ray player or something that's easy to get Netflix on or something if you don't want to buy a new TV. Not yeah. that like all TVs, you know what I mean? All TVs have that kind of functionality now, not Blu-ray. But I reckon some families do just have consoles because they're the, the, the Don the TV, TV, TV box that never came to actual fruition
1: but not necessarily the latest console. So people will have that Xbox one for ages and think there's no need to upgrade because it's got a couple of games on it and it plays Netflix. So that's it for me. Yeah.
0: Well, let's talk about that rumor. We'll just get into the news. Unless you have more questions for me. I'm happy to just bounce off those. No, no no one had no one cared about any of that insight into my life. The the series X is a really cool thing. It's weird because it's meant to kind of bridge the gap between if true, these are all rumors. Of course, if, true it will bridge the gap between the Xbox 1 X technically it's more like the Xbox 1 and the Series X but it's not as powerful as an Xbox 1 X it can output theoretically at 4 teraflops where the 1 can teraflop or can do the Xbox 1 X can do i think 6 it's, it's uh, less than yeah, 4 yeah. it's more it's than six. 4 sorry yeah so it's less teraflop power probably the same or maybe a little bit more expensive than a Xbox one X, but obviously not as expensive as a, as a series X, but I guess the trade off is it'll be able to do like the, the next gen things like uh, ray tracing and variable rate shading or whatever else those things are.
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh, that's the idea. And there must be sales now which show that the Xbox one X is doing really well, but this um, one S is also doing well. So Microsoft want to have those two platforms there because it's working for them now. So why not launch the next generation? There's no reason to have to wait to the refresh cycle halfway through to have those two options again.
0: Yeah. Well, and there's like, maybe it'll have a disk tray and maybe it won't. Like maybe they are like trying to make it as cheap as they can by taking out things like a disk drive and all of those types of things. I think it
1: probably won't because they're so heavy on Game Pass. They're kind of going to say, here's the Game Pass box for the next generation and that's it.
0: Yeah. Do you reckon it'll be like half the size and white, like uh, some of those mock-ups have uh, uh, envisaged?
1: I don't think they want to make it too much smaller because you will have people who think that one looks better and I'm going to pick it for that. Mm. Uh, but just yeah, I think white's correct because uh, the S is white and the X is black already. So why would they change that? That's the system.
0: I think so too. Anything else you want to say about this uh, potential S or Lockhart rumors? Uh,
1: well, I think we're finding out about it in this month, aren't we? Yeah,
0: say that? that's what the rumors suggest.
1: Yeah, and they announced their... What do they call it? Inside Xbox? State of Play is PlayStation, so yeah, inside Xbox. Uh, yeah, we'll find out relatively soon. It is yeah. weird that we're going to know about two Xbox models and still pretty much know nothing about the PS5. Like, we've got some stats that mean nothing. We've seen yeah. a controller, but I kind of feel like we don't really know anything about
0: it yet. Yeah, which is good and bad, I suppose. Like, maybe Sony has this amazing Ace card up its sleeve, but right now they just kind of look... Like not that like they're scared or anything, but Xbox is pretty confident in doing all this, uh, all these news announcements way ahead of time. And mm. like there are rumors right now saying you know Sony doesn't think it can sell as many PS4s as PS5s in the first two quarters, so they're not going to make as many. It's like oh, these things aren't really instilling confidence in uh, in in one's.
1: Yeah, that's a weird one, although it's it's a strange time at the moment. So I guess that's probably a fair decision. I know Phil Spencer said from a hardware production point of view, it hasn't been affected at all or much. So he expects it still to launch this year, although he didn't say it definitely will. He just said he expects it will. Mm. But the problem will be software. So he isn't sure if games will be ready as they would otherwise have been. And that is going to be the, the concern probably.
0: Indeed. I guess keeping with that uh, mentality, uh, software that had already been delayed from Sony and Naughty Dog The Last of Us Part 2, it was scheduled to come out this month in May uh, and was delayed indefinitely over COVID-19 coronavirus concerns. Um, It may or may not have anything to do with uh, news that a whole bunch of story details have leaked about the game, and we haven't uh, covered any of those story details leaks we've covered the leaks but not the actual contents of what they are in an effort to try to preserve people because this seems like it's a pretty narrative heavy game that people are really uh, invested in yes.
1: uh, but anyway
0: it's now uh been rescheduled for a june 2020 release date i think it's the 19th of june if my memory serves
1: that sounds right so it's especially a three-week delay so for all this whole we couldn't possibly do it it's a pretty small delay in the the end
0: well, and it was like indefinitely delayed, indefinitely delayed and pulled from storefronts and like people who pre-ordered on digital, um, on the PlayStation store had their money refunded. Like it was a super big deal for only a couple of weeks, which I thought was strange.
1: I think it must have just been this, you know, the game is finished and it was just genuinely a, we didn't know how we we're going to ship it situation. So they just took the safe approach. They said, let's just get rid of its release date, evaluate how we can do this. And then, you know, they realized they can do it just slightly later than they thought. Because obviously the, the digital game's not going to be affected at all, but it's, they want to sell those collector's editions. They want to have their retailers happy. So it's all about that disc version still.
0: Yeah. And perhaps a, uh, a casualty in this uh, restructuring or rescheduling is Ghost of Tush- Tushima. Tushima, That's close enough. Um, which was supposed to come out in June. Now it's been delayed to July, presumably basically just to make room for the Last of Us Part 2, I would think.
1: Probably, unless it's the same thing. Like, just the manufacture takes longer, so everything's pushed out by three weeks. Good.
0: Yeah. Well, and there was there was a listing on the PlayStation Canada store that said it was going to be uh, rescheduled to August, so it's not that bad. At least that's the, the silver lining, I suppose.
1: At least there's something coming out in the next, you know, three to six months, because there's pretty much nothing else.
0: Yeah. Well, on a related note, uh, something that wasn't cancelled over coronavirus uh, concerns at all was WWE 2K21, which, because WWE 2K20 was hot garbage, uh, either the WWE itself or 2K decided to uh, pull this year's game. Do you have any, any thoughts on which of those statements is probably more accurate? I reckon it's the WWE that said, do not tarnish our brand anymore with that garbage That horrible, horrible game. uh, I think it's
1: possibly both because EA did this with one of their terrible NBA games. I forget which one. A couple times. Tried to come back a few years later and it was still bad. So uh, history would suggest that once you do this, if you pull a game because it's just not working out and you need to retool and start again, you would think it would come back better, but it probably won't. Uh, And you say that WWE don't want them to keep tarnishing their brand. I think they're going to continue with what they announced instead.
0: Yeah. Well, and what what is that, Ben?
1: Well, I've just watched the trailer, <laughs> so I actually ignored this. It is uh, 2K Battlegrounds, WWE edition, which uh, I played the NBA versions, and they're kind of fun. It's just like a little basically cartoon arcadey version of uh, NBA, so we're getting the same thing. The trailer suggests you can throw people out of the ring and have them eaten by an alligator, which I guess is an extension of what you see in WWE. It's not that far-fetched from what I've seen in some highlights i think the rock does that actually so he's back uh yeah any thoughts on this
0: well yeah it's 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 yeah by the playground saber interactive i think um the 2k nba 2k playgrounds team who used to be nba playgrounds and were acquired, i think by 2k or at least the franchise was acquired by 2k um super cartoony really stylized i think like the rock and stone cold steve austin and john cena looked pretty cool um but like the female wrestlers just look like weird and dumpy to me. like they didn't quite get uh, they got the short end of the, the weird cartoony stick, I think. Um, their proportions just look a little bit weird to me anyway. Um, I think
1: the rock in real life's proportions are so weird that he translates quite well to an <laughs> exaggerated cartoon uh.
0: <laughs> And it looks like NBA jam butt wrestling, I guess. so. Look if you are an NBA, if, if you were a WWE fan and you bought this yearly sim year after year, and it got cancelled, and you had this instead, like I don't think I'd be that happy about it.
1: Yeah, it's a big pivot, but we'll see. They have well, to I reckon, do something with their this, license, I guess.
0: Yeah, well, I reckon this was in development and it was supposed to run concurrently with the normal WWE game, but yeah, probably. Uh, when one is so bad that you have to apologize because, like, fixed WWE is trending on Twitter for like a week uh, at least 2k 2k. However, they came to this conclusion. They they're doing the right thing by not releasing another broken game this year and maybe taking some time to, to rework development. Um, and it's because like you stopped doing the game and visual concepts who did the, who does the 2k series, the NBA 2k series kind of just like took it on board as the, the new developer. So like you don't, I feel bad for visual concepts, but, like, the game was horrible, so it is what it is. Yep, that's fair. Uh, what should we talk about next? Uh, how about we talk about... Well, we sort of talked about it anyway. Must let's well get out of the way. Um, oh, actually, no. I'm looking at my notes, and uh, my brain is going a million miles a minute, and uh, I realize there's a connection to two other stories. So let's talk instead about uh, the classification of Cyberpunk 2077 here in Australia.
1: R18. R18. What else would you expect? I could have guessed
0: that. <laughs> there was concerns about like this, the depictions of drugs and sex and violence. Um, but it's been rated R eighteen without any changes and is listed as having high impact sex and drugs and violence. So
1: Perfect, that's what I'm looking for.
0: And it's uh, not it obviously is like fake drugs or like yeah. whatever drug usage. It's not real world drugs. Or CD Project Red did a really good job of convincing the classification board that there weren't advantages to taking drugs. I guess that's I'm sure it. There are.
1: Well, the, the ratings board, the story here is that it didn't get censored at all. So even though we have an R18 rating, the the rating, I'm going to say censorship board, the ratings board uh, still does not like anything relating to drugs, even if it's fake. Even if I think the example people always go back to is, um, was it Far Cry or Fallout? Fallout. Fallout had fake morphine. So they called it um, X mod, I think. Something yeah, like something like that. They had to and, rename it. Yeah, so they had to rename it because they couldn't have any, even though it's a uh, perfectly legal to use drug in certain circumstances, they're not allowed to have that, any drug benefits at all. So even though you're an adult, they still say that needs to be censored. Uh like it or hate it, that's just how it is here. And somehow Cyberpunk has avoided that.
0: Yeah. Well they were saying back at PAX Oz twenty nineteen that they didn't think it was going to be a problem, they being CD Project Red. Um I'd had conversations with uh like people at Bandai Namco who are the distributors here and they were equally as f- confident it would be fine and lo and behold it was. So there you go. Good news for them. Uh randomly this week we had the Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella. I think I said his name right. Again I can write it. I can't pronounce half these things. Um, he finally admitted, not admitted, confirmed, uh, that the Xbox Game Pass subscription program has over 10 million subscribers. Um, and since Game Pass's inception, Microsoft's been really, really tight lipped about ever detailing those numbers. Uh, I talked to Phil Spencer, the head of Xbox in London, and he wouldn't tell me the number, but he said, like, it, it's obviously good business for us. Like, we wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't something viable and sustainable so I don't know what prompted this change in in Microsoft's uh, stance but we know that 10 million people per month are well either giving a dollar per month or the uh, full subscription amount depending on when they jumped in Um, and the long and short of it I'm bad at math uh, means that they would have a lot of money to you know be funneling back into things like Xbox Game Studios and the like and that's why they can take things like Gears Tactics and put it Uh, on the service for free to people who have it at launch.
1: I think there's a couple of reasons why they finally gave a number. One, it's a milestone. Two, they can say, and it sounds very nice, we have 10 million subscribers, and that is 10 times more than PlayStation now. So it doesn't take a mass genius to figure that out and what they're rocking with. Uh, (laughs) And I think PlayStation have even said the next generation will be about active users, not about how many consoles we sell because they know a lot of people are going to buy a PS4 uh, as we talked about earlier, and they have that. It plays current games. It's their media box. They're not going to see a reason to upgrade as quickly as this current generation. And even the last one, I think you're going to have a lot more people thinking I I can get the games and the content I want already on my current console. I don't need to upgrade. So Xbox has already moved there. PlayStation will move there too. They're going to talk about active users or subscribers. So that's the new metric. I think it's not going to be, you know, PlayStation has dominated this generation. We all know that Xbox don't even give a number, but that's not the number they care about anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, yes, I don't. I don't think they're uh, they're happy to say how many people have bought an Xbox One, but they are saying um, that there are over 90 million active Xbox Live uh, users. Exactly. In addition to that, 10 million subscriber count for Xbox Game Pass. So, um, hopefully, they can build on that for the next gen. Like Game Pass to me, like. P.S., we're not getting sponsored by Game Pass, but like it's really hard to not talk about Game Pass and sound like it's somehow your sponsor because it's just super good value. You get all these games. It's you know in the transition from Xbox One to Series X, like you buy or you get Halo Infinite on Xbox One. You can start it there and you can just take it with you to Series X and your achievements and your saves and everything else just comes with you and you don't have to rebuy it or do anything else. It's, I like this kind of approach. Uh, and it's, it's certainly better than TV, TV, TV than uh, as compared to the Xbox One launch. But anyway,
1: have you had anything? So we talk about how great it is, how there's new games all the time, but games do come out. So have you had anything that you're playing or that you wanted to play that's just left? And so then you didn't get to finish it or you didn't get to play it at all?
0: No, only because they give you like a month to really like wrap your head around when things are leaving. So there have been a couple games where I'm like, oh, I need to get on that. And I have, or if it's like one that I'm not really invested in and can't be bothered when it leaves, I'm not really that upset about it. Um, and to be honest, like we get most of the games anyway, as reviewers and the ones that I probably care the most about are the first party titles and they don't leave. So I don't know. I sound like I should be selling, I should be just going door to door and selling Xbox Game Pass subscriptions to people. Yeah, why not?
1: I think that the first one that people would notice might be GTA 5 leaving, which is being replaced by Red Dead Redemption 2. And pretty much, I thought everyone already owned this game, but apparently not because it's one of the most popular games on Game Pass. So people may notice that leaving. And of course you can just buy the game, but this is probably the first real big AAA game that's leaving that obviously Microsoft don't have any control over.
0: Yeah. yeah. If you have uh, opinions on that, please let us know. Um, anything else you want to talk about in terms of Game Pass or Live or anything like that from that little Start tidbit? The death, I think. Cool. Uh, yeah. Well, the thing I was going to talk about before is that there was an Xbox uh, Inside Xbox live stream scheduled for this coming week, and you mentioned that before. Um, we might hear about the Series S, but what they've said um, so far is that it's really just going to be about gameplay. Um, and they also kind of made it seem like it's going to be more like third-party publishers and gameplay. So I don't know if we're going to see a lot of, like, Halo Infinite or uh, Hellblade 2, but already confirmed is the newly announced Assassin's Creed Valhalla.
1: Yes. So you have played... You saw this earlier, did you not?
0: (laughs) Yes. You interviewed someone. I interviewed someone, and in, like, the We're All Working From Home way I saw in a zoom call, uh, the CGI trailer that went out on Friday morning, like a week early, that but it was 2020
1: What well, trailer know... in a zoom call.
0: And, but like, it's in a zoom call. So I probably saw like every eight of 10 frames and the sound oh, you know, was that's... pretty bad. So, but I got like, a, I got the gist. Um, but we had like a, there was like a pre brief, um, appointment where they kind of went through the game and then we got to talk to the narrative director um, at a ridiculous time of the evening it was like 1030 or 11 in Melbourne time and he is Ubisoft Montreal and I'm like man that like that time doesn't make sense I would never think to call my parents at 10 pm. at night like I should be calling them when I wake up in the morning till about noon is the real good time overlap where it's not a ridiculous time for either party so. I have no idea what time it was in Canada at the time, but it was either super early or super, oh, it would have been super early for him. Anyway, um, it's Assassin's Creed Valhalla. The kind of neat thing about it, the very first thing I asked was, how did the guys um, at Massive in Malmo, Sweden, know to put like an Assassin's Creed Valhalla poster in the Division 2? And I was told that it was complete coincidence because they're Swedes. They just wanted some like Norse influence. They took a, a chance really and put like a viking in an assassin's cape with the apple of eden and called it valhalla and that's just what it happened to be which was kind of cool
1: do you buy that story or was there a little leak which they've covered up internally
0: i don't know he said like if you look at that poster it like it visually looks nothing like what our game is going to be like and if you kind of look at the details there like our game is wholly different so i kind of believe him on that front but like you know he someone might have heard whispers that it, it was going to be set in the Viking period. And Valhalla's, you know, like a, a pretty Viking buzzword. Uh, they told me that it, it was codenamed until probably like two or three weeks ago. They hadn't decided on the name until then, apparently. But I don't know if I believe that so much. Um, what else can I tell you about it? It's set in the 9th century uh, when the Vikings were uh, moving across to start a new uh, life in the new world of England. Uh, the narrative director gave me this like 20 minute history lesson and I, it's like in one ear and out the other ear really. Um, but there's like four factions, four main factions in England kind of warring with one another. Uh, Alfred the great is kind of like the one big, uh, notable historical figure that's going to play a big part in the game. And even though he's not really seen, um, by history as, as a, an antagonist, he's going to be the antagonist to your Vikings. Uh, you play as Ivor, who you can be uh, either as a male or female protagonist. Uh, you're a clan leader, and you are basically helping your tribe settle and building upon that settlement, protecting it, um, and then doing all the kind of like RPG-esque stuff that Assassin's Creed has been known for since Origins. Uh, And they're getting rid of conquest battles and replacing them with raids, which are similar yet different. I'm not entirely certain on what the differences are. How's that for a summary? That's a pretty good summary. My hope for this is that they give it some more
1: direction than Odyssey. So I really liked Origins and then uh, Odyssey just lost me. And I might go back to it in this isolation time of needing to do something. But... I just, yeah, there was so much, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast, that there's a lot of use of bloat It's a common term. You look at the map and you just don't know what to do because there's so many icons. But I found that especially bad in Odyssey. It wasn't that clear what to do or what you really should be doing to progress your character and then the story. Uh, so I just would like a little bit more structure, more like kind of before Origins Assassin's Creed, as good as that was. I don't yeah. know about you.
0: No, I get that. I really, really liked Origins and I fell off Odyssey pretty quickly. And then uh matt was playing it and was loving it and that kind of got me back into it and i don't like i don't know what changed but i went back into it the second time and then i like finished finished the game went through all the dlc like churned through it like 60 70 hours later so um i'm excited for this but yeah i'm kind of worried that the same thing will happen like i'll jump in kind of feel overwhelmed, set it aside, you know, or like a game to review will come across and I kind of just have to set it aside and then I just never get back to it. Um, I think but they it looks really
1: learned cool. that. They may have kind of realized that you don't need to always go, the bigger map is the thing to progress with. I know that was probably halfway through this generation. There was the whole, you know, this is 10 times bigger than our last game. We don't need, bigger isn't always better in this situation. Sometimes you want a more vibrant world. You want a more structured and cohesive story. So it doesn't have to be. Here's our main story, and here's ten different offshoots which you can take if you want, and they all lead nowhere. Uh, they could have a more streamlined Assassin's Creed, which is what we used to get. Like they were busy games, and there was a lot going on, but there was always a focus of what to do back in the MTO, uh era.
0: Yeah. Well, this does have the continuation of the the present day story with Layla Hassan, the Abstergo really. agent. I thought
1: they forgot about that entirely. And no, it decided. gets really,
0: it gets really, really good, in the like the Late Odyssey DLC, like really, really, really good. Um, so, I'm even though it's adding more stuff to the game, <laughs> I'm really excited about that side of things because I was always like a present world. I was always digging the present world. Um, like Desmond got done in a bad way at the end of the Ezio games. Like, I don't even, I don't quite even understand what happened. I thought the world had exploded or something when he. I'm His not sure that they kind of just
1: trailed off. You were just a nobody briefly, I think, in Black Flag. You were yeah, just, those, just like first, first person nobody. Yeah, they were weird, and you just skipped through those and had no idea. So if they've actually written a story for it this time, that could be good.
0: Yeah, well, um, so the narrative director uh, helped with Black Flag, and he edits the Assassin's Creed encyclopedias that uh, Ubisoft puts out, and he told us that the idea for like Layla's story. Um, was starting to form when they were developing Black Flag. So there's stuff that they wanted to kind of do back then that they're now able to do with Layla in in these like trilogy of RPG-like games. So I'm kind of excited for all that.
1: Well, that sounds good.
0: Yeah. So we've seen a CGI trailer. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff on the site that goes into... As much as we know, and there is a gameplay segment scheduled for the Inside Xbox live stream, which takes place sometime this week, this week being the week that starts on, what, like the 4th of May. I think it's the 7th of May. It's at a ridiculous time in Australia. I think it's like at one one in the morning or something like that. I'm basically stalling to try to find the time, and I'm almost there. I'll catch the news on Twitter the next day. 1 a.m.
1: on the 8th of May. Okay, pass. So that'll be next Thursday, Friday? Uh, Thursday,
0: I think. Man, we're really good at this. Nope, Friday. You're right. Yep. Friday morning. No
1: facts. All right.
0: Yeah, we're good like that.
1: Um, well, we're getting that. What we're not getting is we've talked to Xbox streams, we've touched on PlayStation briefly. We will not get a Nintendo stream in June, as they've done every year for the past few years in their E3 showcase. Yeah, They pretty much just said, we're working from home, we don't know how to do it. Uh, which is, I do wonder how Xbox have got it all together if it's that hard. But, you know, fair enough, if you can't do what you want to do, there's no reason to rush through it. And probably, I would say, they've had some delays as well, which they haven't quite worked out. So that probably feeds into it.
0: Well, um, I've got a lot of friends, I've got a lot, I've got a couple of friends in Tokyo who just say that Japan, it's weird because like you think of technology and you probably do think of Japan uh, or the like, um, they're just not coping with the working from home as well as as you would think they're a little behind on like maybe their mentality, not the technology, but like how to do something. And I guess if we think about Nintendo, you look at how Nintendo has always kind of done its online strategy and that's, yes, that's very lacking. Imagine. Yeah, so uh, I guess well, working from home not going well for them isn't a stretch. Isn't that much of a stretch in my mind?
1: Speaking of terrible online services for Nintendo, they were hacked horribly the last couple of weeks. So, oh yeah, you should. Uh, you know what? I have two-factor on every single device, but I didn't have it on Switch because I think Nintendo may have not had it when they launched Switch. Probably not, knowing how far behind they are. So you should definitely enable that if you don't already have that.
0: If nothing else. And to protect your turnips.
1: Yes. Well, it seems like people were just having Fortnite bucks stolen off their account and, you know, their credit card used for stuff. So always secure that. Turnips is pretty much, I had a big loss on the turnip market this week. Tar- oh, no. Not a big loss, just not a big win. So that's a loss. Uh, Matt
0: was struggling to catch a scorpion before they disappeared off the Southern Hemisphere. Mm. But um, I've told him that the scorpions now appear in the Northern Hemisphere. So he has friends. I'm sure he you can, can catch travel- a scorpion yeah, if can, he desperately wants to. You can't
1: travel in. you can't take a real plane, but you can take that little Animal Crossing one. And it does seem like Nintendo was saying, well, even if we didn't have this whole pandemic, I think they were going to say, we've given you Animal Crossing. That's it from us. We'll come back at the end of the year. Like you don't need anything else from us. So that's the feel I was getting from them anyway.
0: Well, in June, there was rumored to be um, a direct that was going to basically focus on the... 35th anniversary of the super mario franchise and there were rumors that they were going to announce switch ports of uh super mario sunshine and super mario galaxy and maybe another one that i forget um four was the other one yeah and the rumors three the rumors say that that is also delayed um and will not be announced because there's no uh platform to announce in june it's and I guess something d- if
1: that's true, three games in one, is Nintendo going to give us a, you know, here's one package with all of them, or is it going to be a each game costs 80 bucks? That one. Do know it's super old? It's
0: definitely going to be that one. Yeah. Um, something that was announced today um, that I'm sort of across, but not really uh, is the summer games fest. So it's like another Jeff Kiwi vehicle, which um, has been described as a multi-month global festival that highlights video games and will include breaking news, in-game events, um, free content announcements, and more. Um, and in the list of publishers who are taking part between May and August, uh, Nintendo isn't on that list. So it's uh, 2K, Activision Blizzard, Bandai Namco, Bethesda, Bungie, CD Projekt Red, Digital, ex- dig- mm-hmm. the digital Extremes, I can talk, uh, EA, Microsoft, Sony, Square Enix, Private Division, Riot, Valve, and Warner Brothers. So that's a like, like that's a list of everyone, basically, except for Nintendo, which I thought was also strange. But I guess well, given... Because they're their, not uh,
1: ready to work from home.
0: Yeah. So there you go. Um,
1: this is basically the digital E3 replacement. It's where everyone's going to announce their stuff because they don't have another platform. Yeah. Right?
0: And part of it is like the the Steam Game Festival. Um, they did the Steam Game Festival time for the Game Awards. This one's timed for just kind of E3-ish time. Um, that and the Gamescom opening night, which Keeley already has been doing for um, the Gamescom people, they're part of this summer game fest. So we don't know anything yet. Um, we're getting more details soon. And part of the more details soon is we're getting... Um, news specifically about Xbox next week, like maybe not news, Xbox news next week, but we're getting news of maybe when an Xbox event as part of this will take place. Who knows? It was pretty ambiguous, but something to look forward to, I guess, because we definitely won't have one week in June where all this stuff comes out. It's going to start being drip fed to us now, I'd assume like until August, September, and then interesting speed. to see
1: how it goes because people were talking about, you know, E3's had its time and it's going to be replaced. But if this doesn't generate the same buzz, I think E3 might return next year if we don't have that same level of interest.
0: Yeah. Well, and if there's like a huge, like ridiculous news drop every couple of days, like it'll be hard for us to keep tabs on it reporting wise. And it might just be hard for people to keep their, you know, it might be hard for people to keep up with themselves, just people reading and engaging with the news because mm. it's not in this little condensed format in a week. But who knows? Might be good, might be bad.
1: We'll see. If it goes, great. And that's it. That's the end of all conventions ever. This is the new way we're doing it, all from home.
0: <laughs> I hope you like your trailers over Zoom. <laughs> all right. Uh, anything else that you want to talk about before we finish I up for another fortnight or however long we do that's this it
1: for this episode. I think we've covered everything big that's happened in the last two weeks, which is a surprising amount considering it feels like nothing's happening.
0: mm Yeah. It's weird. It's I'm sick of talking about everything like home lot wise, self-isolation wise, unless you need to talk, Ben, are you okay? I should always make sure that you're doing okay. Yep. I'm fine. You know, <laughs> Same kind of like I'm just so sick of talking about it, kind of thing. Or
1: exactly, let's just yeah. go back to normal.
0: Yeah, pretty much. I would like to work from home every couple of days, so that'd be all right. I'm fine with that. I would also be like to able to leave the house and not even like go to the pub. Just, just go anywhere, really. Go watch a movie that like with, I don't have to watch on the couch. I do like having you know sweatpants on ninety percent of the time, but that you know I'm sure I can get used to that changing.
1: Could be a while, but yes, I would like to see a movie and go to the pub. That's basically the two things.
0: Have you downloaded the COVID safe app?
1: I have, but I don't think it's active because I turned off notifications and I feel like that disabled it. But, you know, don't be sending me notifications on your stupid app.
0: Yeah, the notifications are like every. Couple hours saying, "Is it on?" It's like, "Well, can't you tell?"
1: <laughs> yeah, and I turned them off, and I feel like that turned the thing off. So, anyway, yeah, well, uh, I think it's pretty shitty, and they should have done a better job of this if it's so crucial. I also don't understand the ten million people they're going for because didn't they say forty percent? But when you take out children and teenagers, and then you take out you know old people who have an iPhone four and can't get this app, that leaves you with like maybe fifteen million people who can get it. So that's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, well. I don't know. Just if you're not going to get the app, or even if you do have the app, guys, just do the right thing. Wash your hands. Keep your distance. If things kind of relax for a little bit, don't go nuts and have like five house parties. Just, you know, go play moving out with your housemate or something. That's it. Perfect. All right. Um, Head to Survivor for stuff. I'm AU on social media. Ben. I am. What am
1: I? Ben underscore Salter on Twitter.
0: And that's it. Thanks for your time, both people listening and Ben. Thank you. (laughs) I'm stopping it there. I just forgot how to actually stop this Zoom recording bit. So give me a minute. We'll get there.